Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Winter Peg Report. I am your host, Mark Adam. I am going to be joined by a very special guest today, Josephine Winter, author, uh, creator, general all-around creative person, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. But first, I want to remind you, you can follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're also on Twitch and TikTok. There's no content on the TikTok at this point. But do follow us because it's coming, I promise, every week. And it hasn't happened yet, but it's on my to-do list, I swear. So do all that. Follow us all of those places. You can also get in touch with us on the WPG Talk line. So the number to call there is 431. I know, ew, gross area code, right? 431-800-4555. You can call or text. You can leave a voicemail, uh, which we can use on future episodes of the show or... If you're calling, you can call about sports stuff. We'll put that on the LZ. Basically, just tell us what you're thinking. We're onto it. Email podcast at the WPG.ca. If you want to be a guest on the show or you think there's a better guest we should have on the show or you want to complain about that guest we had last week, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you can hit us up there. We also uh, have a way for you to advertise. If you're looking to advertise on the show, you can. 431-489-2401 is the number to call. Or you can email ads at the WPG.ca. With all that said, without further ado, let us introduce our guest, Josephine Winter. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you could be here. And I, we're going to talk about your books. And but yes, that's with an S. I know she looks too young to have published multiple books, but she did. So why don't we get right into it, shall we? The first. Yeah. The, the first thing we want to talk about is this the series that I met you for was K-11-7-4. Yes. Uh, did you just say K-1174? Yes. Yeah. Much easier. The, the dashes are unnecessary. So you that's what exactly. you actually created that series that is your own. Yeah. So. Absolutely. 100% original. That's, yeah. And that's amazing. And you can find it on Amazon the K1174 series, and we're going to get more into that. I want to ask you questions about that, but first let's, let's rewind. Let's do the prequel here. How did you Absolutely. get into writing in the first place? Okay. Originally, I actually hated writing. Growing up in school, I never did great in English or art or anything like that. I don't know. So it just turned me off of it. It wasn't a fun thing for me. And then around eighth grade, I met a friend who was writing and she was like, you should write too. And because you do things that your friends want to do so that you can stay friends with them in that time of life, I <laughs> decided to try it. And it, my first story was absolutely atrocious. It does not exist anymore. I definitely threw that one out. <laughs> but the following year, I ended up meeting who is now my best friend. And she really encouraged me to write what I wanted to write and just have fun with it. And that's when I really started getting into fantasy specifically. And from there, it just grew. <laughs> and I started enjoying it and having fun. And I've always been more creative. My siblings and I, we grew up always using our imaginations, playing games, uh, reenacting fairy tales, and just all around being creative. We didn't really have a lot of technology. Like we didn't have any Nintendo or video games or that sort of thing. 
So we had to use our imagination to have fun. Right. It was a lot of dress up and yeah, just making do with what we had available. So, yeah. So you mentioned you did a lot of pretend and playing around and imagination stuff. Do you play Dungeons and Dragons? Like I, I know you cosplay because I've seen yeah. you do it. I have not actually. I mean, I think I did one time. My best friend, she was doing dungeon mastering for a group of friends of quite a while back. And I sat in on one meeting. And so I haven't really done it since. It's something that I would love to get into, but I want to find a group of noobs like me so that we could start together and learn together. And I wouldn't feel like a, a total moron for a not little, knowing anything. <laughs> a little less, less, what's the word? Uh, intimidating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you started as a fantasy writer and then sci-fi happened. What? Because the series K1174, I'd, I'm going to let you explain it so that I don't provide any spoilers or any press that you don't want about it. But <laughs> what I would like to know is, and, and I think a, a solid question that people are going to ask is, how did you, you go from being like, I'm a fantasy person to publishing sci-fi how did that transition occur yeah it's important to note that k 11 is a fantasy sci-fi crossover so it has a lot of fantasy elements in it it just happens to take place in a more scientifically advanced world but the worlds itself are created based on how i do fantasy but the, the whole premise of the story came about because I was at work and one of the guys working there was like, tell me a story about space trains and then walked away. And I was like, I don't do sci-fi. So I don't, I don't know. And I just started thinking and I got an idea and it was something that I was like, this is a prequel to a much larger story so when he asked me later on where's my story and I was like you're gonna have to wait a while because it's gonna be a book and <laughs> it originally was one book I have book it's completely written as a standalone and I thought mm, I could do more with this how about I split it into eight parts and make an individual novel so that's what happened and now of the eight there's three currently available, FYI. Yes. You can go uh, to her website, winterwrites.net, and the information is there about where to get those three first three books. Do you want to give a yes. super quick synopsis without any spoilers? Maybe, I don't know. Can you do that with the second and third book? Because it would it spoil things from the first book? Maybe not so much. I, I think I can do it without spoiling it. Okay. But the whole thing is... Caleb and Seven Four is growing up in a world where a group, he is from a group of people called the Hymen, and they've been enslaved by a group of people called the Altera. And it's been just over 620 years since the last war took place that this all happened. And Caleb and Seven Four is now growing up as a slave, wanting for freedom. And he tends to be a troublemaker. Not only just attracting trouble, but stirring it up, creating it. And so he, it's all of his misadventures really and how he 
is seen as a hero because he just dives in to do things to protect people. But he himself just feels like he's a complete idiot. And he plays off of that. It's his strongest character trait, as he often says. And yeah, books two and three are, are part of the process of him trying to find an escape, trying to find a way to free his people, his Hyman people, and how they can work together to try and bring peace. And see, I relate to the part where he said being an idiot is his strongest trait. Most days I feel very much the same. That kind of tracks for me and that that sort of hits home a little bit. And so <laughs> a lot of fun. There's five books that are left unpublished at this time in this series alone. Yes. So obviously the plan coming up is to finish that, get those eight Absolutely. books out, and then all of the encores that your fans are going to want. Let's call it 15 books by the end. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. I, I, <laughs> I, I say that as a person who has zero idea how hard that is to do, how much work that is to do. There's a lot of things where I can explain to people just how hard it is to do the things I'm doing. That's not one of them. I don't relate on that level. How hard is it to go and basically go from nothing to ideas to published work? What is, what is that process even like? Because you self-published as well, yes? Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a long process for me. Because every author you talk to will have a different process. Like we have followed some similar things, but everyone has a way that they do it that's unique to them that works for how they function. So for me, when I first started writing, I would just, what we call just pantsing it. So I would just, you know, fly by the seat of my pants and write off the top of my head, no plot, you know, just no outline. It's just going. That's how I live my life. And... Go ahead. Go ahead. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and I found that I'm a type of person who loves all the background stuff. So every time I came up to a question or something that didn't quite fit, I was like, oh, I can go back and work on all the background information and dive into the world and do world building and that kind of stuff. And then I'd have all this new stuff and be like, oh, now I have to edit it into what I already wrote because now things are different. And so I would edit and I'd get a little bit further and there'd be a new problem. Oh, I can go back and world build again. And I got stuck in that cycle. So for me, I found that having a completed outline from beginning to end is what helps me actually get a project finished. Right. So my first draft, I write following my outline. I don't look back. I don't touch the chapters that I previously wrote. That can come in round two. Right. And so once I have first round, then there's several rounds of editing, getting other people involved, asking them for help finding mistakes because once you read something 5,000 times, you don't catch anything <laughs> off anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before too close. <laughs> then in crafting this whole thing, and it comes as no surprise to most people that a lot of authors use pen names. How did you choose yours? I don't want to out you and real name drop you. That's up to you. But I, how did you come up with, because it's such a, it's like a nice flowy name, right? Josephine Winter. Fair question. I had written a book previously in 2015 under a different pen name, and it was honestly a little bit juvenile, I think. So I wanted to rebrand a little bit. Josephine is actually my middle name, so that's what I went with for this pen name. And then Winter was a nickname while I was living in Korea for a while. Because I'm from Canada, everyone just called me Winter. 
because I didn't get cold in winter because it was nothing like winters here, especially in Winterpeg. So, <laughs> yeah, so I just became just in winter. I thought it flowed really nicely. And yeah, I liked it. Can we jump back? You lived in Korea for a while. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, I lived there for almost two years. I was intending to take a year off and then spend a few months in Korea and then spend the rest of the year just traveling around to different countries. But I ended up finding something that I really enjoyed while I was in Korea. And I stayed, ended up teaching English for a little bit. And yeah, then COVID hit and I came back home. But Oh, fair enough. Okay, so COVID is what drove you home. And that's so crazy that you just, and you took a year off from writing, from life, from school, from, from life, from life, just um, a full-on sabbatical. I, I, yeah, I tend to get bored fairly easily when I'm in one place for too long. Now that I've, I think I've matured a little bit, so it's not quite as bad <laughs> these days. But I went through a, a time of life where I just got bored really easily, especially with living in Manitoba. And so I kept traveling and going and living other places. Like I lived in Japan for a little bit. I lived in BC for a little bit. And I lived in Korea for a little bit. And yeah. you say a little and bit, so you're like, oh, it's just a little bit. You were there for two years. It's, you don't look old enough for that to be a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, you're not this 60 year old lady who's, I lived my life. And you're not, it's, you're, you're too young to say a little bit and mean years in a place. So when well, you say a little bit, you were- my back tells me otherwise, but- yeah, there is a certain age your back just decides, we don't care how old you are, you're just old now. I, I, I get it. I hit that a decade ago. That's fine. With writing and doing art and everything hunched over, it, it also plays a part. I, this, and I'm going to show you, this is my, this is my world. This is where I live. And I know it's a mess, but like, I spend all of my time staring at all these screens. And usually I have more screens, but I just, it's just been a day. But I I, yeah. I I totally get that whole hunched kind of da, 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 sedimentary yeah. sitting at a keyboard kind of thing. It's a little rough. Yeah. So when you say you lived in Japan for a little bit, how long was that? The longest I was in Japan was for three months. So okay. So not two years. That, <laughs> see, and I would call that a little bit. Where, yeah. But you're, oh, I lived in Korea for a little bit. You lived there for two years. That's a significant chunk of time. Right? Yeah. It didn't feel very long. It definitely didn't feel long enough, but. Yeah, that's fair. Would you go back? I would like to go back and visit because I have lots of friends there now, but I don't know if I'd go back for a long term. Fair enough. Just because I've been there, done that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you're just like. I want to try other places. Check. Right. Korea. Check. Yeah. You know, done it. So you could probably take Japan off that list. I think British Columbia is off the list. Winnipeg yeah. should have been off the list to begin with, but here you are. Uh, yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is where we are. And Josephine Winterpeg. See, this is the Winterpeg report. Anyway. Yeah, see, it just, it worked out. It, it was meant to be. <laughs> it all flies. It all flies. So do you, you, your title you give yourself is author and creator. So what do you do outside of yeah. writing that you love to do and create? Yeah, I've been working on a few things. So besides writing, I do enjoy art. I'm trying to draw more. I have, unfortunately, I have cousins who are amazing ta talent in artistry. Like I, she one's a painter and one is amazing at like anime. And so I standard that, oh man, I'm never going to reach that. But I still try my best to delve into art and that kind of stuff too. So I want to eventually try digital art. 
um, trying to create different merchandise type products as can well. You, can you see this? That's why is that so dark? No, I can't get the screen to light up. Okay, so this is it's Link Sora. Yeah. Right. So this is it's a business card. I promise. There's information on it. I don't know why it looks so <laughs> black on the camera, but there is information on there. But that's this is who you were talking about that does the anime. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And having the card in my hand, I can say that I met this individual. They had no interest in speaking to me, and I was really trying not to have take that personal. <laughs> she's she, quite shy but she seems some people yes. are yeah that's yeah. just how it is and you unlike that individual are not shy and i was very lucky enough to speak to you at winnipeg comic-con where not only yeah. did i speak to you but you were dressed in the cosplay of the k1174 character which i thought yes. was very cool so yeah i think that definitely played a part in me being able to meet people at comic-con because without the costume i think i would have gone mostly unnoticed <laughs> There was, listen, I went around and looked and tried to talk to as many people as possible, but that was why I was there. That was my purpose. But dressing in cosplay gets a lot of people stopping thinking, what is this? And your cosplay, yeah. and I don't mean this as an insult because your cosplay looked very cool. And I'm sure it was very accurate to your book as you are the creator. But when I first saw it, not knowing your IP, I thought that it was something out of uh, Mass Effect, actually. I thought you okay. were one of the Mass Effect yeah. characters. I thought people was ask cool. me if I was Black Widow. That's okay. Fair enough. And thinking back, I totally get that. I don't have a photo yeah. of that. If you go well, back. Yeah, like the costume probably wouldn't be 100% accurate because I don't really have the money to be able to afford a completely 100% accurate costume at this point in time in my life. Right. But it was what I could whip together in two weeks. And I'm just, sorry, I'm distracted because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring up the photo if I, because you, you can had, find it, yeah, it's one of those. I have a photo of you in your cosplay from that day. Yeah, yeah, you did take one. And yeah, so I'm anyway continuing on. If I find it, I'll bring it up. I don't <laughs> want to get us stuck on this, especially since a lot of people are listening to the audio podcast and going, "You arsehole!" But I will, <laughs> for the people listening, I will include on the WPG.ca when I post this to the site, I will include that photo as part of the bonus content there on that page. As we generally have a little bonus content area for stuff we reference, I'll put links to her books where you can buy them, that kind of stuff. So that'll all go there. Okay. And for those that are listening to the audio podcast and for those watching this, if I don't happen to find it here, then absolutely. It that... will still be available. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you find Comic-Con? Because there was a, like just such a, huge depth to the the types of people that were there how did you find it for what you were doing was did you get a lot of engagement did you get less than you hoped did you get more than you thought where where did you um, land on that spectrum yeah it's it was my first time actually being a vendor at comic-con actually my first time really doing comic-con at all i had previously many years ago been to an icon but that's about it most as I've experienced in that world. So this was my first time really experiencing Comic-Con and being a vendor in it. For me, where we were situated, I felt like people triangled around us because across from us, there was a snack shop. Next to us, there was an artist and the other side was an author who was a bit more well-known because she's been doing this for a lot longer. And so people triangled around us and 
for me and, and my cousin as well, it was a good thing we had costumes at our table that was what helped draw people to us. I didn't feel like I had done very well in the moments, but then after talking to some of the other vendors and get their feedback on how they thought it went in comparison to other Comic Cons and what their first Comic Cons were like as well, they said that we actually had done quite well. So right. that that lifted my spirits. I felt pretty good about that. I'm going to hang on. I'm sorry. I did find it, so I'm bringing it up, and okay. I will do that right. Wait, why that's not working? Oh my goodness! I'm having all the technical issues. I I promise this will work. Hang on, give it, give me, bam! There it is. There so it is. Now you can see it, and it's the little blurb that that was your the paragraph I put in there for having met you in the much yeah. larger Comic-Con article, which you can go read at the WPG.ca that just search for the word Comic-Con. It should, it's a big bright yellow picture will come up. That's the one you click. But then this young lady right here dressed in her cosplay, showing off her really cool books. And you had other stuff on the table there as well. And I made sure <laughs> to keep your super shy family member out of this. Which so she appreciates. Yeah. Super shy, which is totally fine. Goes against everything I believe in. But <laughs> I I just understand that those people exist in the world. And that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. So the, anyway, that's a, I thought yeah. that was uh, very cool to meet you. And especially meet you in cosplay where you're... It just it, I, it helped me really connect to your IP a lot more. Yeah. And, and made you a lot more interesting. Which is actually one of the reasons sure. why I was like, I have to have this lady on my podcast. <laughs> I have to... We, like, interesting people in Winnipeg are the entire point of this podcast yeah. and that if that doesn't fit the bill then what are we even doing here yeah i'm hoping to do a better costume at this next comic-con so if you're gonna be there oh i'll be there i'll be there 100 <laughs> percent. but i really thought the idea of you're mainly a fantasy person and you said tolkien is a huge inspiration for you and, and then you write a story about space trains and i just thought what a crazy way that that happened and very on, neat. turn it in <laughs> <laughs> but it works right yeah so now it's working out for now I, I i really want to get back into the fantasy game though so i have other projects that are on the back burner right now but i'm still working on them so once this series is completed then more high fantasy will be coming out right right for sure uh, yeah yeah and the high are you gonna never mind that's that's not a question I want to ask on here. I I sometimes this joke enters my head and, and I have to think, where am I? It's not a comedy club. Okay. My audience is, there could potentially be kids. The swearing, by the way, I don't care. I, I don't care about that. But yeah, there's certain subject matter possibly needs to be filtered through there. And that's what happened. That's Fair. why, I don't know if you noticed on my <laughs> face, but I had a, like a mini stroke. Yeah. Yeah, I saw just, there was like a block that came up and it was like, oh, wait, rewind. Yeah, just, okay. Yeah, don't say the thing. But now everybody probably can put together where I was going with that. <laughs> I'm sorry and you're welcome simultaneously. So <laughs> that said, let's, let's just go back to what you do. So more drawing, do you want to do that on more of a professional level? Is that sort of something you want to uh, get to so you can bolster your already cool art? Yet exactly what I want to do with it. I, I mainly am doing it for myself. I, like I said, briefly mentioned, I want to create more merch. Right. So like at Comic-Con, I want to have my books there, but I also want to have other options. So I want to have maybe some mug, 
maybe a t-shirt. I have my bookmarks that I've made, maybe some notebooks, maybe some like postcard sized prints of characters, that sort of thing. That's very cool. I really, I took to your character just because of the absurdity of when I was talking to you and you're just like, this guy said space trains, but then I don't know if I'm going to get you in trouble, but you had told me that you had actually potentially misheard the instructions from your yeah. coworker. Yeah, apparently he said several years later that he had in fact said space dragon. Which is a completely Not different thing. So different. I'm like, if you had said space dragons, I would have been all over that idea instead of me thinking this is like the stupidest thing ever. You say and, that, but there's um, you have an eight book series coming out about I just know. that. I say that every time. I'm like, it's such a dumb idea, but I love it so much. So <laughs> are you at some point potentially going to... Uh, pay some royalties for the original idea. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. I gave him book one for free. Nailed as a it. Gift, Perfect. As a thank you. I was I, like, here you go. I, I, <laughs> I wanted I, your story. As long as that individual accepted, I'm sure you're covered legally somehow. Anyway, yeah, but the entire story just comes out of your brain. And I'm really impressed with the quality. Self-publishing self is a hard thing to do, I feel. Yeah. And get the traction that you really need. But Absolutely. people can buy your book on Amazon. Are there any other mm -hmm. places? Because when you click the link on your website, that's it just takes it goes you to, to Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Is, is yeah, there... right now it right now right now it's just Amazon for people who are closer in, in my area of Steinbach, then I have like friends and family who've just bought them directly from me. But that's it for now. <laughs> right. Sounds good. I, I was just curious because I don't want to miss any spots. But again, yeah, no, absolutely. If you go to her website, winterrights.net, the link is right there. Very easy. It's a very simple website to, to navigate. You also have a blog on there, which I thought was neat. I do. And yeah. so is that to inform your potential readers? Is that your own creative outlet? Yeah, it's more of a creative outlet. So I, I have some short stories on there. I have just some like random poetry on there. K1174, my main character, he has his own little blog portion of it as well. Mainly he just bash talks me. We have a great relationship. <laughs> so yeah, it's all, it's just a bunch of random trying, trying different uh, writing styles. So different genres as well. A lot of fantasy, but I have some other like dark fantasies, some more horror-ish type short stories as well that are on there so yeah and there's it's it's a very cool website i'm gonna bring it up here so you can actually see it for those this is the website is very simple and like yeah. elegant and easy to use and it just has that just simplicity to it that yeah. i've got books i've got this and this it's I like that. I think mm -hmm. too many people, especially who are trying to do their own, what is it called? Their own publishing, their own publicity, their own marketing, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I think too many people try to do too much and try and make things. Yeah. And everything's, your, your website is so busy and it takes away from what mm -hmm. the whole point is, which is the, yeah. your, your art, right? Yeah, I find especially for like indie authors, it's easy to get caught up in what is all out there on social media and you're just trying to meet the expectation of as many people as possible and so you throw as much into it because you're thinking the more i have the more people will see the more people will come 
And then you just get caught up in all the busyness of it. Right. And I, I created mine looking at other authors' websites and seeing what I liked. I like the simple look. So that's how my came about. I do want to do a little bit of <laughs> website renovation. I've been working on creating a new logo that's a little bit more fantasy-esque and I think shows who I want to be as an author a bit better. So right. that's going to be coming hopefully soon. But yeah, it'll still stay simple because I do like white, bright, keep it clean, easy to find stuff. Minim I don't want minimalistic to be like fighting is, to find information. Minimalistic is functional. I get it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I, I really like the artwork, it's simple. And who did your artwork? On like on my on, book covers? On the books. The book covers is big. Sorry, I should have been more specific. My best friend actually did my covers for me. She took a graphic design course. So I got her to help me out as part of her training right. as well. And this is the DM friend. The one who was Dungeon yeah. Master for... Okay. Yes. <laughs> I try to keep it all... She, she's also an author too. So like we bounce ideas off each other. We write together. Are you allowed to plug her name or is she going to be Absolutely. Absolutely, I can. Her author name is Sherea Kells. Sherea Kells? Yeah. Uh, yep. That I was going to put that on the screen, but I'm not going to even guess at the spelling of that. <laughs> so. Yeah. So she does have one book published right now, uh, Cold Fire by Sherea Kells. It's also available on Amazon. She's working on other stuff as well, doing her graphic designing. She also does chain mail. She's pretty cool. Sorry. Does chain mail? You mean makes chain yeah. mail? She, yeah, she makes chain mail stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's a yeah. thing. Like she's pretty badass. That's that's pretty dope, actually. Yeah. Not going to lie. That's pretty cool. Oh, all right. That's was not expecting that. That was a, a nice little curveball at the end. That's very cool. <laughs> I like that. And you say you bounce ideas off. Is there any chance that you guys are going to do some collaboration work in the future? Oh, yeah. We definitely write together. We have a book that we've been working on for 10 years. We want to finish it eventually because we love it so much. It just, she lives in Ontario and I've been traveling around the world. So we haven't been able to sit down and get a lot accomplished in that field. But we're trying to be more deliberate about it this right. year. So we're trying to meet more often. To You're going to have to go spend together. a little bit of time in Toronto, check, and then just <laughs> have it be done. If we could get past the all ridiculousness that comes from us being together, most of the time we end up putting our characters in the most random scenarios and then we don't end up writing because we're having way too much fun what if situations. Right. And they were like, oh, maybe we should actually have written something today instead of just talked about this random thing that will never happen. <laughs> I, I have a partner like that as well. So we'll get together and we have these ideas of either we're going to do some work together or we're just going to body double and he's going to work on his stuff and I'll work on mine. But inevitably, especially towards the end of our sessions, it just devolves into all oh, the craziest mm -hmm. thing happened and oh, filling each other in on all this stuff. Like, I 100% get it. He's probably even watching right yeah. now. <laughs> it is what it is. But. Yeah, I totally get it. Sometimes it just you just get sidetracked. And as a person with ADHD, yeah. I live my entire life that way. So I get it. You also have a Patreon. What do you? What kind of stuff can people expect if they go support your Patreon? Patreon uh, is something that I'm still working on and trying to figure out what I want to niche on it. And I'm trying to keep it more visual. So I'm I have art on there i try to keep like 
snippets of stories and stuff on there. I know Patreon people prefer images rather than stuff to read. So I try to focus on more of my art side on there, but I'm trying to take this year to create some new stuff so that next year I have more stuff to post. Right now I'm in between projects, so I don't have a lot of material. That's unfortunately, that's what unemployed people say. I'm between opportunities at the moment. During COVID, everyone has said that. At, yeah. At yeah, least 100%. once. I think I've been in between our projects for the last two years, though. And that's the length of COVID, <laughs> coincidentally. And that's a good question. And without yeah. getting into the politics of we're just not going there. <laughs> how, how, did the pandemic affect your work other than forcing you to come home and change your entire life? So I guess that really starts the answer for you because you came you had to come back from korea and all this yeah but did it affect you in your art and your writing and how did you adjust if it did right i don't think it really affected me too terribly much mainly because i had been so busy while i was in korea just traveling hanging out with friends teaching english doing all those things that i didn't really have as much time for writing so coming back, I finally had time again. So my, my COVID experience is more just I finally had time to actually finish some writing products. And it allowed me the opportunity to go to Comic-Con. If I had stayed in Korea, obviously I would never have gone. I guess in a way it opened new opportunities for me and helps me to refocus myself on writing again. That's your main thing, right? That's your mainstay. Yeah. Do you... I know a lot of writers who write in their spare time and are quite successful at it, but also maintain <laughs> regular nine to five type jobs. Are you one of those people that have a hidden real life? Well, I have a real life as well. Yeah. I don't work a full-time job, but I do work a half-time job. So I work one week full-time hours and then I get a week off. And so like I switch back and forth. Oh, right on. And do you get to do that from home or is, do you have to go into an office to do that? No, I go into an office. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That just sounds like a big nope for me right now. Having been home, <laughs> working from home since since the start of the pandemic, basically, I, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, it's fair. Obviously, staying home is really nice, but I like having just a different environment to mix things up so that right. when I come home on my off weeks, I'm more grateful for it and then I can have have that headspace of oh I have time now I can actually do writing if I'm working a full-time job then I'm like oh but it's it was a long day mm -hmm. and I'm tired and I don't feel like being creative I'm just gonna veg and watch anime <laughs> makes sense I yeah yeah you're not gonna get any judgment from me I 100% I given the opportunity I, and I, I work from home so I have this weird relationship because I come to the downstairs into my basement here and I have my office all set up and I just do my work and I truck along. But when yeah. I'm done working, I basically just go upstairs and my whole life is there. And sometimes my life bleeds downstairs. The kids, I have two kids, they come downstairs, they're asking me stuff, not during recording sessions such as this, they know. <laughs> and I try and schedule them so that they're not home currently. As we record this, my, my kids are mm -hmm. at school and I don't have to worry about them coming in and interrupting and being loud and just that kind of thing. But even when I'm not, they just come down and it's there's no separation. So mm -hmm. I totally understand 
that point of view of I get to go to the office. It's a new place. It's a place where your brain is ready to do whatever that work happens to be. I'm assuming it's probably not ready. There are so many authors who work full-time and then write full-time as well. And like all the more power to them because that's incredible. I wish I could be that, that dedicated. I'm working on it. (laughs) That sounds like you really have to have your poop in a group. I just don't. I just don't. Some days it's just doesn't happen. Now with the two kids and all this other stuff, I'm lucky I can have that personal time and all the work stuff I have to do. Cause I, I also, mm-hmm. I work remotely for a company. I, I work for myself. I have a, a whole the WPG and all that. And there's, a, and yeah. I do other stuff on the side and I, but I do basically all of it from sitting in this exact same chair. And so it's hard for me to get my brain into, okay, what am I working on now? Because all of my windows have, all of my screens have different stuff on them, depending on what I'm doing. So it's chaos. And I, I, I imagine that it's probably a lot simpler to just leave, go to a different space. And that's where you're going to do this task. And you come back and that's yeah. dedicated for these tasks. Yeah. That'd be a lot easier. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Separation definitely does help. I recently, I had everything actually condensed into my bedroom for the longest time because I still live at home. But with some of my siblings having moved out, I decided to take over another space in the house. And now I have a dedicated writing room that's separate. So I can go to a different area and keep everything compartmentalized and organized and really nice like that. Have you found that helps you? It, so far, <laughs> I've gotten some stuff done. It's still very, very new. I don't get nearly as cold though, because my bedroom is in the basement. So having my office space upstairs with a self-facing window helps for me to not be like an ice cube while I'm trying to write. Yeah, I don't, I guess I could see a, a window way over there, but all the windows in the basement are about this big. So okay, I've, I've got curtains and stuff set up. I have to, because I'm in a studio style environment, I have to keep my environment very much self-contained and all of the lights in here are very purposeful to, <laughs> because I also run a green screen. A lot of people, it's funny because people don't notice that it's a green screen. When I go to my full screen, people don't notice. Right. And I just think that's really cute that people don't know that it's because who's got this on their wall? Who Just no one. Right. This, it's not a real plant. It's just a curtain. That's cool. It looks really good. I could tell that it wasn't real. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving away all my trade secrets, but like it's, that's why I have to have the lighting very controlled, which is great mm-hmm. when I'm doing that kind of work. But when I'm not, it's just, it's a weird space to do office type work in. So yeah. when I'm doing my remote work, which is project management and things like that, it's really odd that I'm sitting in basically what is a recording studio, but I'm doing office type work. It's hard to get my head around that. What yeah, is sir. next for you, by the way? Because first of all, I, how long do you think it's going to be till we get the entire K1174 series published complete out there. Yeah, my my plan and hope is to have books four and five published in this year. And so six, seven, and eight, I'm not sure if they'll all be able to come out in 2023, but for sure by 2024, all the books should be out and available. After that, it's more fantasy-focused books. I'm working on a high fantasy standalone novel right now, which has been really fun 
And I can't wait to finish that one and get that one out there. It's like my new love. So that'll be the next project. Yeah. Excellent. I'm looking forward to the next project. Uh, and what other types of things do you want to write? Long-term, uh, thinking like way down the road. Yeah, way down the road. I do have a fantasy trilogy that I is it's written, it's completed, but it needs another few rounds of editing before it's good enough to be published anywhere. So that is definitely a project that I want to have completed at some point with that one. I also have ideas for a prequel trilogy to go along with it. So those ones have not been written. That will be a far future project. And then I have a binder full of ideas of stories, plus 30 other ones on my computer at all times. And I haven't chosen which ones will be coming up next because I might just start new ideas instead of ones that I already have written down. We'll see what happens. It's insane to me the amount of works that you have already completed and set aside and it just it feels like there isn't enough hours in the day to have made that a thing that seems yeah, like a lot of work a lot of time. yeah but i'm trying to also do more short stories as well so i have stuff to put on my blog right. and to submit to other publishing places like anthologies and magazines and those kind of things i'm only just starting to get into doing that yeah i'm trying to trying trying to keep up with writing short stories with those, some fairy tale rewrites. That would be more experimenting with other genres. I'd have a list of stories that I want to write, all of different genres, just to try my head at them and see what I like, what I don't like, what I'm good at, what I'm just awful at. And yeah, so I just want to experiment a lot. I, I try really hard not to find stuff that I'm really terrible at, but I just keep finding it. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but uh, people can also find you on Instagram. What type of stuff do you, are you sharing to the Instagram? Why, like, why would someone follow you? Because you have some, it's very visually, very interesting. I think. Yeah. Visually I'm again, I'm still trying to figure out what my niche is going to be on Instagram, but I've tried to focus on my writing and my art. So there's a lot of uh, book promo. There's, uh, character sketches that I've done. There's random other art that I've done. There's selfies. There's pictures probably on my dog. Um, probably gonna be pictures of my plants because I'm starting a collection now. Yeah, my life as an author and all the random things that I do and who I am is mainly what gets put on Instagram. People always tell me that it should only be like one thing and it should be focused on something specific, but I'm like, I'm too many things. I'm not just one don't put me in a box so no boxes yeah i noticed i and i'm gonna geek out a little i noticed you have a thing on your instagram you have a, a drawing of witch queen is that destiny to yeah connect? that was actually from another artist at comic-con that i picked up like even the ones behind me on my walls those are artworks that i picked up at comic-con from the other artists around me Right. So that's me supporting other local creators and their stuff because I believe that we should really support each other and then help each other out because we're all, you know, we're all just trying to find our way in the world and being creative is not easy. <laughs> so All right. I was just curious if it was connected to the Destiny 2, the giant expansion. For those that play Destiny on Xbox, PlayStation, whatever, the giant expansion that just came out a couple of weeks ago was called The Witch Queen. So I was just curious... If it was inspired by 
Anyway, you did not draw it, so never mind. I wouldn't. I didn't. And who's got time to read all these captions? There's so so much cool stuff here. Go to her Instagram. It's jwinter, or I should say at. Is that the thing? At jwinter at, yeah. underscore author. And that's her Instagram. Lots of really cool stuff there to check out. And uh, if you go to winterwrites.net, the, the link to her Instagram, Facebook, and I believe Twitter are at the bottom of your site. Yes? Yes, they are. Yeah. So connect with her on all the socials. Connect with us on all the socials. Connect with everybody on all the socials. Connect with everybody. Connect with everybody. So the cosplay you're working on for this Comic-Con, any hints? Or are you just going to say it's better than the last one? It's definitely going to be better than the last one. It's going to be another character also from the books. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's not going to be Kate Love's time before this time. I'm going to try to portray a different character this year. One of the girls I met at Comic-Con, she's actually going to be designing and creating the costume for me. She's already agreed. So we're going to work on a little bit of a business partnership there as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's Yeah, uh, it's going to be it's going to be cool. Have you considered the idea, as a person, I subscribe to Audible. I am always on the go and there's so many books I wouldn't be able to read if it weren't for Audible and audiobooks. Have you considered creating an audiobook out of your projects or is that something that you're against? Oh, definitely not against it. I would love to do audiobook at some point in the future. I'm not sure yet exactly how I want to go about that, whether I want to do the reading myself or if I want to get someone else to do it for me. I don't know what kind of time I have, but I've had so many people asking me if my books are going to become audiobooks because they don't like reading, but they really want to support me in my work. <laughs> yeah. And so it will come eventually. I just don't know when. I love but... your stuff, but I'm not all about that reading. No, I get it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't like reading, but I like stories. Can yeah. you just tell just me? Just tell me the story. Yeah. Yeah. About space dragons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, dragons do come out in it. That is something that I promised him I would add since he changed. <laughs> is it a spoiler to tell us which book that that happens in? I will not tell you which book it happens in. See, but that's... the dragon thing, the dragon theme kind of comes throughout at different levels. So there you go. You have to read it to find out when it comes out officially. Uh-huh. Fair enough. I will do that. I will read that and figure that out. I'm excited. So there's more of this, and then there's a fantasy trilogy that you've got in the on the back burner. Do you want to? Are you? Yeah. Do you want to give a synopsis about that, or do you want to just leave it at that for now? I think I'll just leave it at that for now because it needs a lot of revamping, and it'll be a while before it comes out. Fair enough. So you don't want to give anybody a taste of something they can't have. I get it. No teasers. Exactly. Got it. <laughs> Got to plot that out on on your tours now. Have you had anybody at this point reach out to you and be like, I love your books that you didn't already know that kind of went out of their way to reach out to you? Not so much yet. I'm it's I'm still been the mostly family and friends outreach at the moment. Right. I've had obviously now since doing Comic-Con and I sat in at a craft sale as well with my books. So I've had new people come and purchase from me who I didn't know before, which has which is really awesome. So now I know at least that there are some people who are not within my friends and family catalog that have copies of my books. I'm hoping that eventually someday I'll get to hear someone that I don't know reach out 
and say that they love what I do. Likely, I'll probably have someone reach out and say that they really didn't like it because that's what being a creator is. Negative. I'm trying to try to build up my skin so that it's thick enough for when that happens. There were all these plot holes. I really didn't like it. The characters were dumb, but I didn't relate to any of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't you be sorry. That's not your job to be sorry. No. That their job. They should yeah. be sorry and feel sorry. <laughs> Just be I'm jerks. sorry you couldn't understand. You, you, all you can do is put it out there. People will either get it or they won't. And yeah, I don't know what it is about the internet in particular, but people go to the internet when they're upset and they want to complain about yeah. something. But they certainly yeah. are less likely to go to the internet and say nice things. It's true. Mm -hmm. Unless it's this, unless they're already doing, if they're reading your book on an EPUB or whatever, because you have a Kindle edition. Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, you can get the Kindle edition, and it's three, three or four bucks. Like it's completely yeah. affordable. Go buy it. Go buy it. Buy the hardcover. Buy the, the hardcover. You only have the paperbacks at the moment, right? Paperback, yeah. Yeah. I would like to eventually have all eight of them once they're completed in like a standalone hardcover anthology with all, all eight of them in there. But that'd be sweet. that's once the whole series is completed. That's, that'd be sweet. I, I want to thank you for joining us here. This was great. I got to know you and our audience got to know you a little bit. Go check out these books. I'm, I'm telling you, local people doing really cool stuff deserve to be supported they just do winterrights.net and when we say like winter rights w-r-i-t-e-s okay very simple yeah. winterrights.net go there all the info about those books and and her blog and links to her instagram facebook twitter all of it is there so just go there connect with her awesome stuff from josephine winter author right here I'm going to say Winnipeg, even though Steinbeck is it's yeah. the close enough. Let's call it Winnipeg-ish. It's yeah. fine. You were at Winnipeg Comic Con. That's Winnipeg enough for me. So I want to remind everyone, you can follow us on all those social medias, the WPG Magazine on all of them, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that. You can also get in touch with us through the WPG talk line, 431-800-4555. You can call or text, leave us a voicemail or a text message. You can also reach us by email if that's your jam, podcasts at the WPG.ca. So again, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Well, it was our pleasure. And I really hope the best in the future, looking for those other five of your eight books. Then we have to look for the three, what's the word? Fantasy is the word. I don't know why that escaped my brain for a second. But the three fantasy books in her trilogy and then onward and upward from there. Follow this lady, Josephine Winter, winterrights.net. Thank you. See you next time on the Winterpeg Report. <laughs>